and welcome back to the break. <laughs> You've been watching the game show, Name That Communist. <laughs> Next up, we have a wonderful dance show. You all know it. It's the fantastic dance show known as the Gordy Collins Show. Gordy Collins, he has a show. They're dancing, those kids. <laughs> I watch it all the time. I watch those kids dance. After my show, which is ending right now, be sure to tune in tomorrow where we have a debate about whether John F. Kennedy is a communist. I'll be talking to a neocon. Do you know where your hula hoop is? No, where is it? It's in that store. Buy it now. A hula hoop. Set. You know, for kids. 72 cents. Ahula. Is your lady having trouble finding you good-looking? Is she having trouble connecting with you on an emotional level? Do you feel like you're staring into a void and nothing you say or do will ever make her happy? Try Newport Thins. For the lady who loves Newports, but also likes them skinny. She'll remember that you bought these cigarettes for you. And she will probably respond in kind. The new 1963 Firebird is coming out this fall. Do you want to make sure those commies against the world and against the U.S. are going to make you feel stupid? We'll buy a car. It'll make you feel great. The whispering in your hair? It's a Mercedes. You heard that, right? The new 1963 Mercedes. We're German, and you forgot, because it's a gorgeous car. For $4,750.99, you can get a brand new Mercedes car. Drive a Mercedes, kill a communist. Desire, the hairspray for ladies. All right, we're talking about, uh... What are we talking about, Michael? We're talking... Thank you. Thank you for... This is top-notch nonsense. Everything's going well. Um, th those were some... If you didn't notice, those were all me. Uh, they were commercials. No, seriously, they were commercials. Yes, yes, yes. Very serious. I love that old-timey feel. I love getting into horrible early 60s culture where everyone was scared of uh, uh, the, the Reds. The Red Scare. The Red Scare. They were scared of the Reds. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you're just here, if you're hearing this now, last, it was two weeks ago that we did Pink Flamingos and Desperate Living, and, bef and last week we did um, Mildred Pierce and Grand Hotel. That is our kitty cat in the back. Now, we're talking, uh, this week we're talking about Hairspray, the John Waters classic and the, um, and the horrible musical remake that we detested so much. Yeah, if you, uh, if you like the film of the musical, you might not want to, uh, listen to this episode yeah, cause because we're just gonna trash gonna the shit out of it, it the entire time. Bash it really hard. I do not, I, it was not a, 
fun time. There is a lot of insane information, casting information that I found out about the musical that I can't wait to divulge with you. Uh, with you. So, do you want to talk about the musical first or the original first? Well, that depends. That depends. What uh? What do we want to get through? For, what do we we should probably to... talk about the original yeah, first and go in chronological we'll, we'll order. We should talk about the uh, original first. This. It came out in uh, February of 1988. Um, And would you like to hear some of the movies that were coming out in the month of uh, 88? Why, yes, I would, Michael. Thank you. Okay. We have Picasso Trigger, The In Crowd, Mercenary Fighters, Cherry 2000 with Melanie Griffith, something we're going to probably watch soon again. Uh, Slugs. Do you remember that movie, Slugs? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, She's Having a Baby, The Serpent and the Rainbow, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, Moving Target with Jason Bateman, you know, Shoot to Kill with Sidney Poitier, School Days by Spike Lee, Action Jackson, Satisfaction. Frantic, Bloodsport, Apprentice to Murder, Taffin, Alien from L.A., which doesn't make any sense, Uh, (laughs) Night Wars, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and Demon Warp. Demon Warp. Um, Those were the movies that came out in the March in February of 1988. We were only we were fairly young. Yes, we were little tiny children. When did you uh, When did you first see this? Uh, Around the same time as Pink Flamingos? Oh no no no! This was my first John Waters movie because they would show it over and over on Comedy Central at some point, and I would watch it every time I saw it on. Nineteen six. Uh, it's set in 1962, right before, you know, right before everything starts to fall apart. And one of the things that I really forgot about uh, the movie is, uh, I mean, uh, because I only remember, like, the the char- uh, some of the characters, but I didn't remember a lot of the story. So mm-hmm. when I saw that a couple nights ago, I was like, wow, there, this has some really awesome stuff about segregation. Uh, awesome stuff about... Just uh, commenting on segregation, co- commenting at the racial polit- uh, the terrible racial politics at the time, and yeah. what people had to go through, and splitting people up, and segregating uh, p- uh, people because of the color of their skin. And oh, there- that darn melanin. They, and uh, they had, uh, and, and there's some, uh, there's some outrageous language, even for like I'd say 1988. They yeah, say well, the it C is John word. Waters. Yeah, yeah, but even the the C word. C O, not C U. I'd be fine with. No, What's no. the C O word? Uh, what color with the E-D-O. Oh, I'm yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't care for that, but the, it is correct to the time. It is correct to the time. Yes, that is. Yeah, that's true. And it just uh, uh, and. This had so much going for it. This has a lot of charm. This just made me super happy. I was... I... All right, so if for those of you who have never heard about Hairspray, it is a awesome film written by John Waters starring Ricky Lake, Divine, and Debbie Harry. Who yes. Who is amazing in this. And, um... My gosh. So, let's... So this was actually based on an actual teen dance show in Baltimore. So John Waters based it on the Buddy Dean show. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and uh, it ran in 
on an ABC affiliate station in Baltimore from 1957 to 1964. The, uh, and so for, so this story is about a, uh, young, you know, plucky lady named, named Tracy. Tracy Turnblad. Who, uh, has a best friend and loves to, uh, loves to just dance at home while watching her TV show and hopes to one day be on that TV show and dance her heart out and really connect and, my gosh, I'm going to make it someday. It's going to be awesome and we're just going to dance on that TV and it's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, and so she, <laughs> yeah, anyway, she uh, she gets on the uh, Penny, sorry. Penny, Penny Pingleton. Penny Pingleton is her best friend we kind of op- what do we open with we open with the uh with a lot of they are really oh the bright. credits are great yeah the 60s bright colors the fucking bright fucking bright fucking skirts and all that fucking shit it's just yeah with the song entitled hairspray yeah and uh it's uh, and they look uh it just uh, the credits are great and they they have very specific type of uh it's it's they nailed the time period they really did it's so yeah the opening credits we are watching um all the kids get ready to perform on the corny collins show the dance program based on the buddy dean show and they're all just getting ready um spraying the shit out of their hair well you know the singers are singing you know Hairspray mama told me not to use it. Hairspray, yeah. but if I don't, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And all I could think was like, oh my gosh, the chlorofluorocarbons just going and killing that ozone layer. Yeah. But my favorite bit was watching the one girl, the girl that had like the, the hair you like, the big brown bouffant with the blonde bangs. And she's putting her falsies in and then putting on white lipstick. And I'm like, that is so 1962. It's such a great little touch. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and during, and this happens a little bit later, but she kind of gets called out by it. By Mink Stoll. By Mink Stoll, who is, uh, doesn't have a lot to do like she did in the previous. But it's always nice to see her. Yeah, but it is really nice to see her. This, uh, this is as uh, toned down as John Waters was to this, po- to this point. The remake is even more ABC. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. Disney-fied about it. And, but, uh. This is uh, this is the John Waters movie that everyone has uh, that a lot uh, that most people have seen that are that is not disgusting that is uh, more palatable or not. Yeah, this is his most family friendly. Uh. Okay, so Tracy wants to uh, wants to audition for the Corny Collins show. She's like, and so does Penny. They both do. But, uh, yeah, uh, the two of them and Nadine. And Nadine, yes. And uh, they go and Penny kind of... And they are doing the, um, I believe it's the Continental. Yeah, the Continental. Uh, Penny has trouble with her answers. and Yeah, there's uh, an interview process after the dancing. Yeah, and, and, she, kind of, and she kind of fucks that. And, yeah, okay, so how many sweaters do you have? I don't know, I think about five, and they all go, five? Well, how many is she supposed to have? Is she supposed to have more than that? Yeah. How many sweaters do you need in Baltimore? It doesn't... doesn't Not a jacket town. Yeah. No, not a jacket town. Nothing but sweaters. 
rest of the time. I mean, I know that was a big thing in the 50s and early 60s. You wore your little little sweater sets. But the thing is, you don't really see a lot of sweaters on the council members. They're, they're dressed pretty hip, including um, Iggy, our Mr. Josh Charles, a year before Dead Poets. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really he's really handsome in this. He's, mm-hmm. Everyone looks super fresh faced, uh, and and Nadine is uh, also cut because she is black, so she is not. She doesn't. Fit yeah, because yeah, she's been on Negro Day a couple of times. Such an insane. And thing. she says that you know she thinks that the show should be integrated every day, and everyone freaks out. Oh my gosh. It's, it's 1962. I'm scared of something I don't understand. You know, I'm scared of something different from me that I don't they're, understand. They're, they're just, they're terrified that, you know, black kids and white kids are going to dance together and, oh my gosh, like each other? Wouldn't that just be bad Terrible. for evolution? Oh my gosh. We're all so scared. No, r- racial mixing is good for evolution. You want to yeah. you wanna mix your genes up. Yeah. Tracy kind of gets, you know, earn her a spot, you know, eventually. Yeah, she gave great answers. Um... Including, you know, they're like, oh, this, yeah. Would you ever swim in an integrated swimming pool? And she's like, yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. why would that be an issue? I'm a modern kind of girl. I'm all for integration. Yeah. You know, like a sane person. Yeah, like a human being. Like a good human being. Oh, yeah, I loved it in the beginning before the audition yeah. when um, they're watching the Courtney Collins show. And, you know, that's the first time we see uh, Link and Amber, I think. Yeah, Link and Amber. Yeah, so Tracy calls her a stuck-up little spastic, yeah. which is not PC. That's not great. And then Penny comments, she is such a queer, which also not PC, but also I don't know what she was supposed to have meant by that. Yeah, I don't know what that... <laughs> Okay, that doesn't make any sense. The uh I uh also really enjoy I I I love that Divine is playing dual roles. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I yeah, love I love how, Divine and everything. I love I love how um small time their 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 world is and how uh such small uh, simple stakes to it. I want to be on the show. I want to get uh, get somewhere i want to feel uh, like i belong i it's just it's just nice anyway can penny's mother is a yeah penny's mother prudence prudence pingleton yeah uh, who's always punishing penny penny is always punished we don't know what for yeah probably for breathing wrong or something because her mom is such a Parents. Yes, yeah. Butters type parents. Yeah. And so she tells her, you know, you are going to wear a great big P on all of your clothes so everyone will know that Penny Pingleton is positively permanently punished. And it's like... Jesus, don't be a dick. That's well, hard. like, okay, I get the whole scarlet letter of it all, but it just looks like she's wearing her initial on her clothes <laughs> like Laverne did in La- Laverne and Shirley, which was a kind of the style at the time, so yeah. it, it doesn't even work. So it's you're not even punishing anybody anyway. Uh, anyway, so Amber Amber von Tussle. Anyway, Amber von Tussle is not happy that she gets a that Ricky Lake Tracy Turnblatt has a uh, got a got a spot. She is stuck up. She's worried. She's oh yeah, she's a huge up. asshole during the um the interview pr- process. She's the one that's all like, "Don't you think you're a little fat for the show? It isn't filmed in CinemaScope." And I love that nobody agrees with these sen- sentiments. 
They're just like, whoa, you're an asshole. Yeah, and they just let it breathe there like it would happen in real life. I mean, like some things would happen in real life. Like, yes, you are being rude for no reason. And then there's uh, there's these awkward silences. I I love how they're, um, not I don't love, but it's... It's amazing how cartoonish, cartoonishly racist Amber's parents are, played by Sonny Bono and... Uh, and Debbie Harry. And, and Debbie Harry, which is an insane thing to think about, that they're in this movie playing the worst type of people. Segregation now, segregation. Yeah, Jesus which we Christ. know they were not, not those type of people. Yeah, like when, when Amber gets home from the hop, when she's all freaked out and, get you know makes Link leave because she's freaked out because she has a zit. And yeah. Debbie Harry makes her do the uh, the mashed potato and the cha-cha faster, faster, faster. And she's like, you know, couldn't you at least act white on TV? Pick a nice Shelly Fabre song. Jesus. And I was just like, Shake a, t- fa- uh, Shake a Tail Feather is a wild song, Mother. It has a good beat and you can dance to it. Which was a total trope of those sort of uh, yeah. dance shows. It has a good beat and you can dance, dance to, it. to it. Yay! Woo! <laughs> but, um... She, uh... Vel- yeah. They own... A, and Amber's parents also own a freaking Tilt-A-Whirl fucking amusement park. The also Tilted bands, Acres. Yeah. That the amusement bands, park. Uh, that bans African-American, African-American people from there. And it's, that's, that's horrific. That's bad. That It is. <laughs> hot it's take, bad. babe. Yeah, thank you. I Very hot. Uh, and Tracy, appar- and Tracy also steals Amber's boyfriend, Link. And, uh, they're a, a, a burgeoning relationship. What I like most about these movies is that the characters are so well drawn. It's a lot of showing, not telling, like uh, unlike what we're gonna go through in the second movie. But there's just it. It's just you believe you believe that she actually he actually likes her and actually wants to leave her asshole girlfriend for Tracy. It's just yeah. So Amber's an asshole at the their audition, so she gets sent home early and. You know, Tracy's automatically just a big hit. Yeah. And someone sends in a telegram saying, can you have the new girl lead a lady's choice? Yeah. And, you know, Amber's watching and she's just fuming. And, and she, you know, Ricky Lake walks by Link and Amber's just like, oh, she better hadn't dare. But, of course, she better has does dare. And she chooses <laughs> I Link. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and she chooses Link. And he's totally into it. Yeah, which is wonderful. That's again. Why wouldn't he be? She's a nice person. Yeah, and and that's that's something you don't often see, that, or not often see, but that's uh, on screen. You don't often see that type of rom uh, that type of romance of falling in love with a a, a a bigger lady isn't necessarily. I mean, there's anyway. What am I? Saying? What are you trying to say, Michael? I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything bad. I'm just saying we haven't seen it a whole bunch of times. That isn't. That's. Uh, it's very forward thinking or very fucking progressive that it's that it that this was put out in 1988 usually it, but this entire fucking movie is just so beautiful anyway but <sighs> Tracy's growing conf, uh, growing confidence just leads her to being hired as the plus size model for the for the fucking oh the hefty hideaway the hefty owned hideaway. by Mr. Pinky and uh, that that's awesome too. That's just that's nice. I like that. 
I just, uh, this is, everything was so, it was so nice. I'm glad that they had set, uh, all these, um, this company, Hefty Hideaway, is so uh, wonderful. I didn't, I've never heard of that. I mean, they don't, that's a nice name for that. I'm a little out of it, but yeah, that's, I like that name. Yeah, well, you know, she's, she's on the show. She's doing great. And Penny, you know, runs down to the joke shop that her dad owns and runs. And I think they live either below or above it. Yeah. I, so it's, it's just not one really big... that known where exactly it is. Yeah, it's just one big building that has the joke shop and also um, apparently their apartment. So she runs over and gets Jerry Stiller, the dad, out of, uh, out of the joke shop and tells Edna, Divine, the mom... That, you know, you have to turn on the TV. And, you know, Edna's just like, I've seen the Corny Collins show. And she's like, no, just watch real quick. See, it's Tracy. And uh, they're super into it. They're, like, super proud. First, they were like, oh, it's just silly teenage nonsense. But then they're like, oh, my little girl's a star. And they're they're just all for it, which is great. And and she... Yeah, Divine or Edna, sorry, goes into and... You know, starts calling, uh, answering as a as her agent and shit like that. Which is yeah, they they get phone calls. I don't know how these randos who are watching TV got their home number, yeah. but that's beside the point. Yeah. And you know, wanting Tracy to do, you know, little bits of uh, you know, jobs publicity. or what have you. Uh, yeah, publicity. publicity. Thank you, thank you for the word. Jobs. Yes, I know. Too. Yeah, so she yeah she wants to get some new clothes to wear on the show, so they go to the Hefty Hideaway, which is probably one of the only stores in town that carry their sizes. Yeah, that's one. Which yeah. is unfortunate, but unfortunate. Mr. Pinky's like, oh my gosh, I know you're Tracy Turnblad. You need to be my model. You've been on TV. I've seen you on TV. That's great. And he's telling you know eat up, ladies, and he's serving you know donuts and snowballs to uh to all the women while they try on clothes. It's like, what a nice welcoming environment. Everyone's, yeah, it's so nice. It's such a positive thing that when that when people are really awful, it's really obvious that they're being awful villains. It's really kind of, it just hurts all the more because you, <laughs> we feel for them so much. And we, yeah, it, it, we, they just illuminate and radiate empathy, you know, just out of them anyway. But, oh, I love it when, when, the first thing that Edna um, says, or one of the first things she says when she sees Tracy, is like, oh my god, she's peroxided out because she bleached the top of her hair, but I guess didn't have enough peroxide to do all of it. Yeah. It's a really cool look, though. It's a really cool two-tone look. Yeah, it is. But then, I... of course, um, what Velma, Debbie Harry's character, says, when, you know, don't worry about her, Amber. For all we know, that girl could be high yellow, which is like, An insane thing to say. Oh my god. For Even if it's true, people, like so what? That ugh. is uncalled for. Not cool and awful to say. Jeez Louise. But then, you know, Tracy doesn't mind. She she gets home and her parents, you know, everybody's clapping for her. Yeah. And it's, it's They're all funny. super stoked and she says, "Finally, all of Baltimore knows I'm big, blonde and beautiful." Yeah, that's wonderful. Which is a great way for her to feel about herself because yeah, yeah get it, girl. Of course. It is. Um there's sends her to she has to go to the freaking she's sent to the principal's office. Yeah, yeah. So she's in she goes back to school and Amber's, you know, passing around all kinds of these rumors that she was in somebody's car nude and Tracy yeah. Turnblad is a whore. whore. Like why would anybody believe that? That like just because you happen to say it. Um but then yeah, she's in geometry class and there's a I guess a a man a little kid 
short of stature who uh, can't see the board because her hair is so big. And that's why she gets sent to detention. Yeah. Hairdo detention. She already had two weeks of hairdo detention. That's not... That I, That feels like a bit of a stretch. I don't know if anyone would go to hair uh, detention. Well, she's a hair hopper is what she is. She ain't no first lady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... All of these phrases... I don't know. Hair hop. All right. First lady. Whatever. Well, because... um. Penny was telling, uh... Oh, yeah. Telling Edna, you know, even the first lady, Jackie Kennedy, rats her hair. (laughs) Okay, great. So the principal decides to send her to special ed class as her homeroom as punishment for being the height of teen fashion. Yeah. Which is, yeah, a terrible way to go to fucking Oh and, I, oh, and I love this. So, oh, yeah, so she gets, yeah, she gets into the special ed class, and they're all just having a good time. Everybody's dancing. Yeah. And they're, you know, meeting up and being like, oh, hey, this girl can do the hand jive, too. Let's let's dance with her. And she's like, okay, these are my people. Yeah. But my favorite bit about that is that the teacher of the special ed class is Mrs. Shitley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Shitley. Shitley. And uh, she she connects with them. She connects with the classmates. It's just really it's just really nice. Anyway, but uh, they uh, stu- uh, the students uh, in the class kind of inter- eventually kind of get her down to the record store. I-, I forgot when that was, but yeah, get her down to the record. store. Oh, I think before that though is that the the dodgeball tournament oh, where yeah, it's the the oh. special ed kid the special ed ed kids turn to do the. Uh... The dodgeball tournament. Yeah. And I have... There's so much fierce unhappiness and just anger. Let's play dodgeball! With the the very obviously lesbian uh, PE teacher. So, yeah. So we have Tracy, Penny, Link, and Amber all playing dodgeball together. And um, Seaweed is there. She meant Seaweed, Motormouth Maybell's son. Yeah. In special ed. And uh, Amber is like, this one's for you, fatso. And fatso. she, yeah, and she throws the big rubber ball and it hits her right in the face. Just, and you hear it, hear dunk, right in her face. And she kind of gets knocked out. But then Link's like, you're an asshole, Amber. And goes to make sure she's okay. And it was like, hey, you want to go steady with me? We danced once. Yeah. But, I, but I'm into awesome. it. Yeah. I, it's, it, we're definitely going to spend the rest of the movie together. Yes, the rest of the movie at least. <laughs> Yay. Um, but, but but then yeah, seaweed had given um had given them the directions, so they're on so Penny Tracy and Link are on the bus to go to Motormouth Records. Motormouth Records. Record store owned by Motormouth Maybell herself. And uh that's that's just awesome. I love that place. I was very happy. Yes, I know you love store. record shops. I, it's just it just felt very felt like heaven it felt really good <laughs> it was an rv record shop and owner and- yeah i love when they go in though we see nadine and she kind of snubs tracy like she's still pissed off about losing her spot on the courtney collins council yeah and, uh, that uh, that goes away for a little yeah and uh they te- uh, they they teach them dance moves and they really you know and it's a wonderful oh yeah they're getting down in that record store it's wonderful i i love I loved it so much. Yeah, until. Until. Oh, gosh. Parents arrive. <laughs> yes, Miss Prudence herself. She followed, she followed the bus in a cab like a crazy lady and just shows up being, like, absolutely batshit. 
She, I'm, I'm armed and I'm not afraid to use it. She's brandishing a knife in a record store full of teenagers. She walks down the neighborhood and it's a black neighborhood and everyone's just busting up busting up at her because she's acting like an insane person because she is. Yeah. Oh no, I'm so scared. She's just a, ra- a scared racist lady. She's like, oh, I'm, no sca- I'm so scared. Yeah, and, and the and the drunk dude goes and is like, hey, do you have a couple bucks for whatever? And she's just like, ah, take it all! And he's like holding his bottle just going through her change purse and he takes out a couple of bucks and is like, oh, alright, thanks. And just gives her wallet right back yeah, to her. He's exactly. like, I just wanted a couple of bucks. Yeah, I'll see you later. She's like, oh, don't hurt me. And she goes to uh, the cop car and is like, oh, I've been robbed. But, you know, then the cop is also black, black neighborhood. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, can I help you? And she screams and ah! runs away. Like, There's a lot of cartoonish Yeah, she's very race. cartoonish. But she does find the record shop brandishing the knife at these children who ah, are dancing. I'll get you. Stay away from me. I have a knife. I'm gonna do goals. That you know, just awful. Yeah, and I and I love it. So Motormouth Maybell, who always speaks in rhyme, yeah. which is great. She's a ooh, Papa Toonie, we got a loony. Yeah. To which she says, "Don't try any of your voodoo spells on me, you native woman." Which is insane. Yes, Terrible. yes, she's probably native, native to Baltimore, which is why she lives there. Yeah, I don't know. We're all native. We're all here. We're all from yes, here. Yes, we are all from here. We're from the same place. <laughs> you- Piece of shit racist. Anyway, so she get uh, she gets Penny out of uh, Penny out of there, doesn't she? Yeah, right. Yeah, she tries to, but I believe this is where Penny uh, they they all get away. This is where oh, they're yeah. trying to they're trying to hide from from the parents. And oh, this yeah. is my favorite scene. Yeah. They're going, you know, they're knocking on doors, being like, "Hey, will you let us in?" And the only people that let them in are Rick Ocasek and Pia Zadora. Yeah, my favorite scene: the Beatniks. Yeah. They're great. I thought she was so cool when I was a kid. Yeah, that's it's really awesome. I I didn't uh, I didn't I had to look up who that was, the, who the lady was. Yeah, Piazadora. Yeah, I awesome. think she's best known for her husband trying to buy her an Oscar for Butterfly, which is a crazy semi incestuous romance movie. Okay. We might need to do it. Okay, sounds like a plan. But oh. but she's just great. She loves Odetta, yeah. and she um tells Tracy that her hair is so uncool. When Tracy says, "How do you get your hair so straight and so flat with an iron dig?" Mm-hmm. I play my bongos, listen to Odetta, and iron my hair. And I'm like, "That's rad." She was originally uh, Pia Sidora was originally offered the role of Amber. Oh shit, that would have been interesting. But she was unable to commit due to scheduling conflicts, and uh, Adam and uh, John Waters wanted her to be in the movie so badly that she she got him. In, she oh, that's awesome! That's such that's John Waters casting. Yeah, it's um. It's it's really uh, awesome. I really like that a lot. Yeah, and at and, first they're pretty stoked, like, oh, real beatniks, like in New York. But then, you know, Rick Ocasek is back there painting, and Piazadora gets the idea that it's like, you know, oh, let's do some reefer. Let's get naked and smoke, which is, I think, my favorite line from this entire movie. <laughs> it's great. I love that. And they're just like, ah, drugs? No, don't try it once. You'll be addicted. So then they, you know, haul ass out of there. So that was just an interesting little tidbit of a scene. Yeah, and it's 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 really it's really nice because it's harking back. Yeah, it's it feels very nineteen sixty two. And it, yeah, anyway, but I I like that. Um, 
Anyway, they uh, they there's a uh, burgeoning interracial uh, you know romance uh, stirring. To oh yeah, seaweed and Penny are super into each other, and he is a nice looking fella. Yeah, he's a good looking dude, and uh, it's it's just it it feels real. It feels like it, oh, I'm actually connecting with you. This is all very very nice. And anyway, but um, uh, and they start make at some point they start making out in it on the street oh yeah they're just they're just going at it yeah and they're uh <laughs> I, if i'm not mistaken they start to uh they get caught we're not caught but they uh by tracy's parents played uh played by jerry oh that's right they're they're just off on the stoop making out the two couples and that's when yeah prudence finds penny and she has brought with her a psychiatrist a for by, the love. Uh, played by John Walker. Himself. Uh, to, you know, and, you know, and Penny goes her own way with the psychiatrist. and well, she, well, she's forced to. They she put her in a straitjacket. Yeah, they do. And he has that saying. weird doohickey that yeah. has the, yeah. the hypnotizing uh, little uh, spinning um, spiral will, thing. You will date who I want you to date, not who you want to date. Doctor Fredrickson is that character's name. Dr. He's like, just think about all the nice white boys at school and how much you'd like to date one. Yeah, I'm trying to brainwash her. Yeah, it it's a it's a weird kind of fucked up uh, conversion therapy. Yeah, and um, it's it's and she eventually is is rescued by uh, by seaweed, but it's, it's yeah, because she's a checkerboard chick, just like the beatnik chick said. Yeah. They're like, what? And they're like, black and white, salt and pepper. And she's like, well, yeah, I guess I'm a checkerboard chick. I is uh, I didn't look that up. Is that a real 1960s? I that sounds like that like, sounds like something like John Waters bullshit. probably yeah, made up. Like that, yeah, which is great. All right, so see, uh, so she uh, Tracy uses her fame to, you know, advocate for racial integration during this entire fucking movie. Yeah, there's um nice. there's the uh everyone's rearing up for this I don't know what the deal is, the Miss Auto Show pageant. Yep. Amber wants to be Miss Auto Show, but now Tracy's in the running. Yeah. And uh and there's a racist uh, you know, producer or, you know, organizer who is uh who is in control of either the auto show or the town? I forgot if he's the mayor or not. I he's think he, I think he mayor. runs the station. Oh, okay. I thought it. Uh, Arvin Hodgepile, also played by Divine. Divine. Yeah, and it's uh, the rival TV station owner who, yeah, is against racial integration. Yes, <laughs> even for his studio, and so there. That's. And I, I like uh, I like that I didn't even recognize because I've seen Divine in so many. Uh, uh, that when he was playing straight, when he was just playing like a, or whatever, just playing a, in a man, you know, or whatever. Out of drag, I think is what you're trying to say. Out of drag, sure. Out of drag, sorry. But, uh, out of drag, it, it, I didn't, I didn't, it took You didn't clock it? You can tell by the voice, though. A little, uh, uh, yeah, as soon as, as soon as 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 Divine talked, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. And, uh, I just, real quickly, I just want to say, Debbie Harry is great. She's so good. so is, uh, and she has, it feels like she has much more character, maybe it's because, you know, later on she has a bomb in her hair, and, uh, but, uh, there's... Yeah, she was Miss Soft Crab of 1945, and it wasn't handed to her on a silver platter. The, 
there's a cool thing I found out on IMDb and also through looking stuff up is that uh, where Tracy finds cockroaches in her hair, it was based on an urban legend about a girl whose brain is is eaten by cockroaches that were living in her beehive hairdo. Oh, that's right. I've heard about that urban legend. And it never made it in the final cut. It explains all the references to roaches. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense because yeah. I think the urban legend is something along the lines of she never washed her hair. She would just yeah. respray it. Yeah. I thought it was spiders. No, it, it's uh, apparently it's cockroaches. And maybe there's the spiders. Oh, I think there, there's probably multiple versions yeah, like probably. there usually are of urban legends. Yeah. But, um, it's, uh, anyway, go So, ahead. Corny Collins is doing a live show at Tilted Acres. Um, part, I guess it's part of the Miss Auto show running. Has yeah. something to do with that. And, um, they, oh, the, oh, okay. So, all the contestants for Miss Auto show have to introduce a new dance that they made up. And freaking basic ass amber she just introduces the limbo rock and all it is is a limbo line it's not a real dance it's, it's not lame. anything interesting they're not he's not changing anything but uh yeah there's and oh, it's right. and tracy introduces the waddle yeah which is much cuter and she's embracing herself and what people think of her and being like uh yeah bitch fine yeah i, li- I like this this is nice yeah anyway but uh, I'm I'm just glad uh, I'm glad she has Edna. Edna throughout this movie has been like super supportive of her daughter. Once once she sees like oh my gosh, people are actually interested. She actually is a hitch. She actually yeah, anything you want to be, go for it. Yeah, like just, why the hell not? The Von Tussles uh, want to sabotage the entire, you know, fucking Miss Auto Show 1963. Yeah. Uh, but at gotcha. Tilted Acres, that's where the race riot breaks out. Yeah, that's because a lot of the um a lot of the black dancers who show up on Negro Day they want to be part of this live show. Like they, you know, it's like we we live here too. We also dance. You're taking our music. Yeah, it's like yeah, I love it. Oh, the when when it's preteen day and they want little Inez seaweed sister to go in cause she's a preteen. So she qualifies in that way. And they're like, well, preteen day is, you can't do is it. yeah, is white only. white only, you know, Negro days at the end of the month. It's like, well, what is this 12 year old supposed to dance with a bunch of 16 year olds? That's creepy and wrong. That's weird too. Yeah. I know. And she was just like, you're going to turn this little girl away. That's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's just awful. There, this, um, this race so there's yeah they're just they're just sick of the shit yeah and there's some sort of yeah a bit of a race riot because yeah and in which tracy and link join because they're like this injustice is more important than our popularity so we're gonna go to the sit-in and protest as well like good ally yeah yeah it's it's like this doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't make sense period we like dancing with seaweed he is our friend yeah it is very very nice i just uh Tracy eventually gets fucking arrested throughout this entire. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Some random ass. Um, dude, there's. I this race ride is crazy. I love the the lady that just has the cherry bomb. She just has it on her, and these look like Trump supporters. Like, these look like exactly the type yeah, of people exactly. you would think would be part of you know on the wrong side of a race riot. And one lady just bashes Link's kneecaps. 35, 40 years later, it's it's still the same. With bashes the kneecaps. Kneecap, yeah, yeah with, uh, with her purse. And he's, like, crawling on the floor. Like, I guess, what was in there? Bricks? That yeah. she, like... 
Boom. Yeah. yeah, and he ended up having to go to the hospital and whatnot, but Tracy, uh, she gets arrested and sent to reform school. <laughs> Which is an insane fucking spot in general, I really... Which is what, yeah, gets her disqualified from the Miss Auto Show Yeah. contest. And uh, while uh, when she's arrested, people start rallying for her to be released. and she Yeah, free that. Tracy Turnblad. Yeah, which is... That. Why is that on a not on a t-shirt? Oh, I'm sure it is. It yeah. must be. Anyway. But, because um, she's popular, people like her, and they agree with her. Yeah. Anyway. And I, and I love it how... Um, yeah. I don't know if every single one, but a whole lot of them, which is just... It shows the sign of the times. Just like in um, special ed class... A lot of black students, like Tracy even calls that out to the principal. She says, you know, that's for our words and all the black kids you try and hold back. Same thing in the reform school. A lot of black girls. Gee, wonder why. Systemic racism, maybe? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so one of the uh, other inmates is ironing her hair. She's like, yeah, you know what? Just because this is the fashion, I like that look. Beatnik chick was right. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna... Get my hair ironed. Just like during the um, during the race riot, Penny was kept home because she is positively permanently punished. Yeah. And uh, she's in there ironing her hair, being sad about seaweed. But Dr. Fredrickson comes back in and with this really phallic, like, cattle prod thing. And he's shocking her, giving her shock treatments. Really like, Negroes, shock. Black boys, shock. Ugh. It's like, oh, that's just the worst. It's really, really bad. Really, it's really uncomfortable it, it, to think that type of shit was pro- was still probably happening in the early. Oh my god, I know, right? Uh, anyway, uh, just as uh, uh, due to all the just a little tiny thing here, due to uh, Ricky Lake began rapidly losing weight due to the intense dance scenes. Makes of sense. All of, the, of these movies, she had to take up for the film. She reportedly had to eat like crazy in order to stay. Stay a little plump, which is wow. That they, they could have used padding, but I yeah. yeah, I get you want it to look like a yeah a real teenage girl yeah. But seaweed bust bust Penny out of her room. Best. He's he's all beat up, poor thing. And uh, you know, gets it gets her out of the gets her out of that the bars on those windows. Oh yeah, but he just breaks them off. They must have been some cheap ass bars, yeah. or he's really really strong. But he hides under her bed, and her mom comes in. Well, oh, weren't you aren't you glad you didn't go to that show? You know, you'd have ended up as part of that. You know, part of the race right? And she's like, well, I wish I was in a hoot nanny in Harlem. And see, we can't help it. He laughs. She's just like, ah, oh, there's colored people in my house. Oh, Lord. It's so fucking off. But they run off, and, you know, her dad's like, you're not my daughter anymore. Uh, it's like, uh, get over that, yourself. Really? <laughs> really? After everything? That's it's just like that. That's, that's fucking insane. So Tracy's stuck in reform school while they're doing the Miss Auto Show pageant on the Corny Collins show. Yeah. And I don't know why, but, uh, yeah. Is it what is what is the I forget what is Amber's dad's name? It's Velma and uh, let me see. Velma's dad's name. Franklin. Franklin. Oh, yeah. Franklin. Velma and Franklin von Tussle have decided that just in case things don't go their way, they are going to be domestic terrorists. 
and put a bomb in this massive hairdo that Debbie Harry is wearing. It's like a two foot tall. That's not gonna work, dude. Not even a beehive. I don't. I don't even know what to call it. It's fucking awful. And of course, like I uh, like I mentioned earlier, they are quoting George Wallace to camera. Oh, gross! Segregation today, segregation tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Oh, gross! Saying all that right into the camera while they're like, "Hey, I want to be on TV. That's what I I really believe." Oh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah, disgusting. And um. Anyway, uh... Oh, me, yeah, meanwhile, you know, it's actually Little Inez and Motormouth Maybell who saved Tracy because they're not taking any shit. They are protesting at the governor's mansion and they get close enough to him and they handcuff themselves to him and he goes to his bed and they're, like, just kissing his cheek and he's just like, fine, I guess I'll let her go. Who's Tracy Turnblad? Who cares? Yeah, what's he, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So she gets freed from reform school. So she's like, yeah, fuck this mess. Justice is served. I'm going to go back to the Miss Auto show pageant. D- uh, she, and then she goes to, uh, and dethrones Amber. Yeah, she says, shows up in this like bitchin' light pink like satin dress with giant black roaches all over it. Yeah. And I love it because, yeah, Mr. Pinky, he did say, I want to design your Miss Auto show gown, coronation gown myself. Yeah. And it looks like he did because you're not going to find that just anywhere. And her new straightened hair, and she just showed up ready to strut. And she was already pardoned by the governor, so she feels So she's no longer disqualified. So she's no longer disqualified. And uh, everyone, they dance in celebration. It's really wonderful. Yeah, at first Amber does win, though. And they put her in that tiny, freaky little bubble car where she barely fits in it, and she just rides around in circles, which is just a bonkers visual. (laughs) And she's just waving... In her tiny little Pope mobile type thing. Yeah. But yeah, they dethrone her and her parents are like, you know, come on, Amber, fine, we lost. Let's just go. This is embarrassing. And she's like, no, mommy, no. And she won't get off the throne. <laughs> and Reminds me of another character from John Waters who wouldn't get off the freaking throne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from Desperate Living? Yeah. Yeah. Desperately Living, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And, um, you know... Tracy doesn't really care about the title at all. She's like, yeah, I'll wear this sash. But the thing is, I don't know about you, but I feel like dancing. She just wants to dance. She doesn't care about winning. But little Inez ain't having it, so she goes and snatches that crown and gives it to Tracy. Yeah, which is a, it's another sweet moment. There's so many really sweet, yeah. you know, you just heartwarming moments in this movie. And uh, this would be the movie you, to show your parents if you want to show them a... John Any John Waters movie. This would be the first one. This would be... This is yeah. the, your, your starter Waters this film. This is the... Yeah, this is your safe bet. Um, in 2022, it was selected to for preservation for the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. It's oh, nice. A, uh, deeming it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Yeah, I'd say... I'd, I'd say so. Anyway... Uh, Frank Whaley was going to be Link audition. Oh, really? For Link, but didn't get it. And uh, <laughs> this is insane. There was something else. Oh, yeah. The role of Velma Von Tussel was originally offered to Mimi Van Doren. Oh, my. That would have been interesting. But, uh, yeah. But Debbie Harry's so great in this. It's, it, it is really great in this. Uh, and Rick Ocasek only pl- uh, also played a beatnik painter in Woody Allen's Take the Money and Run from 1969. So this is his... Oh, so he was typecast. Second time 
as a beatnik, or maybe he just likes being a. Oh yeah, I can see that. Just, just wants to be a beatnik in the in a movie or something. The role of Edna Turnblatt was originally written for famed trans woman Christine Jorgensen. Oh wow, really? However, when the role of Tracy had to be rewritten, John Waters also rewrote the role of Edna in order to keep his friend and muse Divine in the production. Now this is really sad. What happened? Because Divine puts on a fucking awesome, great performance, great performance as usual. And just, it's so sad that she died, like, two two weeks into promoting the freaking thing. Yeah. Which is really hard, really hard to swallow when I must have really been hard on John Waters. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, uh, but, uh, this is, they, the production design and the costumes. Absolutely top notch. Fucking perf- perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Top notch. The uh oh yeah <laughs> I did that that was <laughs> yeah nice that was Congrats. not on purpose that That's was not good. on purpose I said okay. it because I meant it great and uh, oh yeah and the governor of Maryland is an actual character he is uh... <laughs> was that the actual governor is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the governor played himself yeah the governor played the governor I believe whoa. Appears as a character, at least it says on IMDb. So, oh, I have that. The on IMDb it says that the governor is played by yeah Leo Roca. Was he the governor oh, well, at the time? Oh, maybe not. Never mind. Well, where where are you reading this? Oh, and, and Tilted Acres actually it was based on Gwen Oak Amusement Park in Baltimore, where racial problems occurred. So this is a real fucking yeah. thing. The scenes were actually shot in Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I really like that Jerry Stiller is in this. He is very <laughs> yeah. He, it he seems like he could have been. He could have been uh, her friend. He could have been. He could have been uh, married to Edna. It feels real. Yeah, I like their relationship. You could tell they were happy together. Yeah. The uh, the names of Wilbur, Tracy, and Inez were originally planned for Flamingos for Forever, the unmade sequel for Pink Flamingos. Oh wow! Which was a really cool fucking thing. Anyway, um, the model for Corny Collins, the uh, uh, Buddy Dean, uh, is uh, who was originally on the Buddy Dean show from 1957, which is kind of what this. Uh, what the Corny Collins show is based off of. I believe I already went over that. Yeah. So I'm just re-saying it to you. Uh, okay, so there was... <laughs> as a... appears as the uh, outside the governor's mansion as a newsman. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I see. Oh, so apparently there was a scene film cut where prior to Corny Collins' audition, Tracy breaks into Amber's house, destroys Amber's room, and dyes her hair blonde. The scene explains why Tracy's hair changes from brown to blonde. Oh, shit. Between That's scenes, according to IMDb Trivia. Okay, so that would at least make a little more sense why Amber hates her so much. Yeah. But it would make her a less sympathetic character. I thought she just, you know, was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna go in the bathroom and peroxide the shit out of my hair. I do like that uh that Edna drops two Bob Dylan lines in this. Who who does? Oh yeah, the Times. They're the a time change. And something's blowing in the wind. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Is there anything else we want to say about this? This is a great movie. Yeah, I, I yeah. This so is much. this is one of my faves this of his. This is a classic. What? Uh, what? Uh, what's another uh, another reason why you think it's great? What? What? Why is? It I don't know. It just really struck me when when I was young and first saw it. My first thought was like, 
this seems like fake, but not fake. Because I didn't have a concept of what camp was when I was like 10. Even though, you know, I grew up with my mom watching things like the bad seed and whatever happened to baby Jane, you'd think I'd know what camp was, but I just didn't, I didn't have a sense of it. But I, but I was just like, whatever that, whatever it is about this, I love it and I want more of it. It's, it's, it's some of the best camp ever. And palatable, quote unquote, palatable camp for regular. Palatable camp. For normies. For normies, yes. And uh, before we go to the, uh, the remake, I'm going to read some of my notes. Okay. Context. It's not a remake. It's a movie of the stage production. It's a movie of the stage production because a remake would probably have been better. Uh, this should not be production. remade. Yeah, I know. But it, it, all right. Here we go. All right. I'm just going to. All right. And now for notes out of context. 60s bright cellos. What? <laughs> Fucking awesome. Make sure your boobs look good. Everyone is exposed to... Supposed to look awesome? Supposed to look awesome. Tony Callis has a show. Mass Malinsky is is actus. Divine looking good smiles. Sigh bullseye out of sight. Years gravy on my mashed potatoes. Stuck up little spastic. Such a little queer. Dancing at home is identity. Is definitely fur. Oh, fun. No, fur. Yeah, fun. I've always punished teenage Josilly. Jezebel. Oh, that makes more sense. Hair all ratted up like a teenage Jezebel. Hair hopper. Diet pills is wearing off. Penny Piggleton is permanently, positively punished. There's racism everywhere in this movie. <laughs> a priestess, that hot car. Debbie Harry's seeing a handsy man from the window. Another Debbie is being mean too. Craters having to integrate daddy has a new campaign flyer. MS integrate. Catholic school. Tracy don't do the chores. Jerry slides his ghost sticky store. Ona. Corny college show. Corny college show. That means corny (laughs) college show. Corny the college show. Masturbating the dog. What? <laughs> Masturbating the the dance master. All right, is very fetch. The dance is very fetch. That's what I wrote. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Michael. I don't. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. Continental rockets. Negro day. Oh gosh, I wrote that down. Negro day. Meter motor mouth. My sales US use a singer dance, but Bo Peep can't ask and come in and dance for dance for real. Applause a meter murder Big Me Pitney. The closeness, slow dancing and kissing, riffing on the beach, blanket makes hot love to date a course meal. She ain't no James Brown. She ain't no James Brown. Tracy's a little fat for the show. Ugh, I don't want to say that. She's a trash can? No, she's not. Jesus, that was rough. Deplate your pe- peanut flaws? 
No, we're going to debate your personality flaws and come to a decision. Oh, that makes more sense. That's debate what ca- your personality flaws and make a decision. All, sor- all souls cream. No. What? All souls cream. German papers. Your daughter is a star. Send a telegram. She's... She was, she's just a child. She can't hear you. Sky politics. Did the queen of the ants slow Tracy getting them to want his June Taylor dance hardy plug? I'm in awe. Hefty hideaway, Mr. Pinky's, her picky mama. Welcome to the 60s. Edna and her estrogen. (laughs) No, Edna. Fentanyl? No. Edna and her estrogen not ratted. Make made at the hops. Tracy is a whore? No, not Tracy's not a whore. Hard duty. 100 Rami pill. Hairdo scrotus? Hairdo scoff? No. Hairdo scofflaws. That's what I wrote down. They they load mess they love they love massages holy shit surely hand jive acting like a child let's play dodgeball thunder thighs his gong yawns <laughs> fat retard that's not right in some ways this feels too perverted and subversive for the reagan 80s commercial is great Taking a picture of the TV, fans, 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 going into a different neighborhood, and woo, baby, baby, baddest white dancer in town, white Sheldon, how to do the Burton, white Sheldon. <laughs> children. How... Oh, that makes more sense. White children. Now, I'll, I'll read my, I, I know what I'm reading. Yeah, but I know the line. I know, but I want to read the actual, I want to read the, I'm going to, let me read the notes. All right. White. White children, how to do the bird. Saty sake with stereotypes. Local farms is also almost good. Music incredible. Papa to money. We are a, a loony racist crazy lady. P.T. Knights. Integration in a theme is integration is a theme that presses daughter. My word. The, Laughing, lovely gore, police shamer up his keep on coming. Thousand McCall just makes your heartache. Hank's man singing the song by the nectar teens. By the necking teens. That makes more sense. Our souls are black. Oh, oh, that was a weird thing to say. They said that. Our souls are black. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. Okay. Hank Ernest the quick comes the hair hopper. Local weed rover on the house. Waters is a hypnotist. Oh, Waters is a hypnotist. No, no poo for a star. God, that's weird. <laughs> Tilt a world. The sausage season has begun. Let's check the electron election results and clean teen and cherry bombs and confederate flags and race riot and bags hitting people and more relevancy and tracy exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point african sketch book get her out of her here get her out of here get her out of here 
Campoo kissing the TV, Aid Werther over the bed, Free Tracy bars on the door, punished after you die, Amber is an asshole, Upper Love, Upper Lover Class Teen, Upper Lower, Upper Lower Class Teen, that makes more sense, Upper Lover Class Teen, no, the, I'm at home, Harry's, his bed, Damn, a terrorist. Dynamite in the hair. The BF of Tracy is not happy. I said the BF. Okay. About who they decided to go. And then... Summer what? Tracy is released because we copied presumed to the governor. Oh. Applied pressure to the governor. See, that makes more sense. Because we applied pressure to the governor, something... To that, one guy says, I guess I'm okay with integration. <laughs> and his face. A rant, a roach dress, the bug dance, and exploding hair. Okay. Yeah, remember Velma's wig? The bomb went off and it landed on Amber? Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. It's really, really awesome. I, re I really did like this movie. Yeah. This is a sweet movie that has a lot to offer. I really liked it a lot. Um, and now let's find And out. now for something completely different, not, yeah. but not supposed to be. Yeah, not supposed to be completely different, but is it, this has very few things in common. I only wrote down like a little tiny bit of notes because I was mostly just getting really pissed off. So we watched the... Uh, 2007 uh musical uh adaptation from the state uh, from the musical play and um we, uh, uh, short long and short of it is we fucking hated that shit and it's not it's not because we hate musicals i i don't hate musicals and i don't think you no hate musicals not either. at all and i i didn't like that they that they screwed with the characters so much, I really didn't like. Yeah, so it's much. like they fleshed them out too much, but not in a way that made me invested in them. So, uh, just just so you know, these were the type of movies that were coming out in. Uh, so, it, movie oh, came yes. out in July of two thousand seven. So this is this is what was playing in July of two thousand seven. Uh, okay, license to wed. Tra the, the first Transformers, Frontiers, The Contractor with Wesley Snipes, Super Gator, which we need to do. Oh, geez. No matter, we got to do Super Gator. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry with Adam Sandler and Kevin James being a gay, cu gay couple. Go-Go Tales, which is a great uh, Abel Ferrara movie. Um, no reservations with Aaron Eckhart and and uh, shoot 'em up uh, with Clive Owen. The Simpsons movie came out this uh, it, this month. Butterfly on a Wheel with Pierce Brodson and Rescue Dawn with Christian Bale. A movie called Who's Your Caddy? Uh, um, <laughs> I I don't like that. Sands of Oblivion. And, yeah. Wow, I'm not familiar with any of that, I think. And a doc, uh, and I, I believe a docudrama called Diana, Last Days of a Princess. Okay, I may have seen that. Yeah. 
Oh, and they're also Mega Snake. Mega Snake. Anyway, um, let, uh, since we basically went over the entire plot, can we we can just talk about the differences and how much this is a piece of shit because this is really not good. Well, there's I, there's there's not too much plot to it. Yeah, that's fucking. In 1962, Tracy Turblatt is a 16-year-old heavyset high school student living in Baltimore, along with her best friend, Penny Bigleton. Tracy frequently watches the Gordy Callan show. You know, and the rest of that fucking garbage. But, um, you know, it... They... There seemed to be so much focus on their... On her weight, and... Yeah, that was pretty... That was pretty icky. Like it was, it was a bit of a plot point in the um, what I'm going to call throughout the rest of this podcast the real movie. Yeah, the real movie. But the whole thing about the weight, like, yeah, Edna says her diet pill is wearing off. She asked Tracy during dinner if she took an appetite suppressant that she gave her, but and you know Amber is like an asshole about it. But that's pretty much it. Tracy likes who she is. She doesn't have low self-esteem about it. Yeah. She says, you know, I'm big, blonde, and beautiful, a line that they gave to Queen Latifah in this movie, which I didn't care for. It's like, yes, indeed, she is as well. She is as well, but, but I don't know why. But that's supposed to be it. Tracy's line, because Tracy likes herself. And why would you chain that, change that for a different character in the fucking first place? I'm not, you know I'm not sure. Anyway. It was, it was a part of a musical number. So, um... They offered, I can't believe they did this, but Aretha Franklin auditioned Whoa. for the for the role of Motormouth Maybell for the 2007 version. Not the 88 version, but the 2007 version that we're going to talk about the musical. Aretha Franklin auditioned and didn't get the part. Is wow. And, and went to Queen Latifah. This is in, fucking insane. They're, they had so much trouble getting casting for this. There is so many fucking amazing and insane things that I read about today about this movie. Where are you getting this information? About, uh, from IMDb and what, from a couple of places. And apparently, you know, <laughs> it, it, Meryl Streep and um, Madonna were both offered the role that went to Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, wow. Which is... Velma Von Tussle. Yeah, which is insane that of all the fucking things, <laughs> of all the fucking actors, and uh, John Travolta wanted his own fucking fat, he wanted, had, wanted input on his fat suit, he wanted it to be a very specific type of fat suit that he wore. Like material-wise or like shape and size-wise? Just, I, I guess, I guess both, uh, I guess both, he wanted it to look like a, nor he wanted to look more realistic, mm. and so he. <laughs> this is insanity. I uh, James James Marsden is in this movie, who's gorgeous and wonderful. And yeah, I wrote in my notes, but at least I get to look at James Marsden. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, not enough for this. Uh, Amanda Bynes character. I mean, everyone's funny. really good. Everyone does a great job. The production design is good. The costumes are good. Everybody is singing and dancing well. This just isn't my hairspray. Maybe this just isn't for us. Maybe we're just not the target audience for this. Yeah. And we know that a stage production and a movie are two separate forms of media. And we it, get that. But a movie really, should stand on its own, and we are here covering the movie. Yeah, and it 
it and although it is tough to objectively it, it's objectively okay made there are actual huge plot like fucking uh, uh, there are huge plot drops throughout the plot holes throughout this movie that I didn't really care for at all. Yeah, my, my the favorite part was in the you know in the beginning she's walking through the town singing "Good Morning Baltimore" and we get a cameo from Mister Waters himself and, and I'm like flasher. oh great yeah and then he flashes these old ladies and I'm like yes that is the movie I want to see that is my John Waters yeah. That was my favorite part, and it happened in the first minute. <laughs> and the rest of the movie was downhill from there. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Christopher Walken were both cast at the request of John Travolta, which is an insane... That's interesting. <laughs> ...that he had enough fucking sway over this that he wanted to... And uh, I would I would have... But they were both enjoyable. We were talking about this the other night, but we would have much rather had Harvey Firestein in this movie than... Yeah. And uh, John Travolta. And it just doesn't make any, doesn't really make any sense. They, I mean, they were going to do it. I mean, it's just, I don't know why, because, and he did a, a very thick uh, Baltimore accent, which you weren't really sure what that accent was. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out it myself. I, I guess I'm but just not familiar it, enough with the Baltimore dialect. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really bad. Um, I, uh, I and the, the song, everyone can sing. Everyone can dance, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, but you know the fucking uh, the fucking songs are, are are very fucking boring. Yeah, I li- I kind of like the last one was catchy, but it was very very long. But and I kind of remember the tune of Good Morning Baltimore, but I don't really remember any. They weren't memorable to me. Um, uh, uh, and as we were talking about the other night, um, offline, we were uh, uh. She was, uh, Michelle and Christopher were in Batman Returns together, and what I kind of read about today, and what kind of makes sense, is that in this one, she's the aggressor, and Christopher Walken is the submissive, and in Batman Returns, he's the aggressor, and she's the submissive. Until the very end when she kills him. Until the very end when she kills him. Oh, uh, spoiler alert for for, Batman Returns from 1992. Billy Crystal and Jim Broadbent were both considered for the role of Wilbur. Oh, okay. I could see that. Particular, for this particular movie. And uh, Jerry Stiller even showed up in this movie. Uh, showed up in this as movie. Mr. Pinky. And as Mr. Pinky, where he was uh, in the first one, he was um, <laughs> he was Tracy's father in the first one. Anyway, uh, and Edna even says at one point, Look, if you want to be famous, learn how to take blood out of car upholstery. She says that in the... Uh, Edna says that in the movie. Oh. And I As a nod to Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I, but it, apparently I was reading on IMDb and a couple other places how it that was in the play even before... Oh, wow, that's interesting. It's just, it, it's just kismet that Travolta... Oh, wow. ...and says this and... That's kind of bizarre. <laughs> which is insane. Because it's from the original stage production. So it even predates. But, yeah. Hi, gorgeous. We'll be done in a moment, but It's all right. But, um... There's... So what did you think about this? I hated it. I, I didn't like this at all. I, I didn't... I didn't want it... 
I, I, it felt too, like, I kept on writing, I kept on thinking, this is Disney-fy, this is ABC, this is for, this is for teenagers, this isn't for weirdos, this is for... Yeah, this is totally the normie version of this story. The, what there is of the story. What there is of the story. And the layers of this is not, um... The, the, there's not a lot of layers in this. This is just, like, about... It, it was so focused on body positivity. Not that I'm against that. It just was a bit of the pain in the ass that it, they were being... They were leaning so hard. I, I feel like the the real movie was is far more body positive. Because Tracy likes herself. And this one, and she's kind of like, oh, but no one like me will ever get a shot. It's like... It's like, dude, bitch, don't worry about it. Well, I also, you can dance. That's that's the whole that's yeah, the whole you're deal. You're a musical, dum dum. This is a musical. You can dance. And what? Yeah, what they did with Edna being so obsessed with food was just like, why is this necessary? Yeah, and, Alice and Janie's in three minutes of this movie. I know she, she was wasted, and I would I would love to have actually seen her be that, a version of Penny's mom from the real movie from 1988 being the crazy racist lady. That would have been so much more fun for Alice and Janie. Yeah. And um, and would have made the character more interesting. Do you want to hear a little bit about how um, James Marsden got the role? Yes, I would. Um, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he's great, but he's great in everything. He, uh, he uh, heard that Ashton Kutcher and Jake Gyllenhaal were also up for the same role which do they sing uh i don't i don't know if uh either one of them sings oh. and uh and so he told his agent you know well if they're not interested i'll be waiting in the wings i'll i'll deal with it and uh you know, it's just, bless your heart james marston and, and your face yeah he's a gorgeous man and uh yeah and eventually they he met the producers at an off-Broadway uh, bar one afternoon about the rule, and Julia Roberts uh, showed up behind him and said, I love you, I loved you in The Notebook, isn't he great? And then just left, and then it had a hug, and they had a weird hug, and then she left, and Adam Shankman and the other producer were like, I guess, you know, we're not going to go against what Julia Roberts thinks about Wow. Might as well, you know, fucking cast you in the in this, you know, movie. This this movie is coming and out. He was good. He was really, I think, right for the role. He has the, you know, it, it, one of the very few things that's actually. I mean, there are well cast. It's just not well put together. I mean, I believe Amanda Bynes is. I mean that. I, yes, every, everybody everybody was fine in their roles. You know, Christopher Walken always enjoyable to watch. Michelle Pfeiffer, she's great as you know the big bad in this. I didn't like that she was, like, the station manager and they gave her so much control over the show, though. I didn't think the character needed that. Yeah. Because it felt like, in the real movie, all the characters were used and fleshed out just enough to push the story forward and make you care about who you want to care about. In this one, they just were pushing so hard to create these characters. Yeah. Car uh, character Characters, yeah. Um, just to get you an idea of where some actors uh where what they were doing around this time uh john travolta's you know the handful of movies he did before this you know like 2001 sword swordfish 2001 again domestic disturbance he 
basic, The Punisher, a love story, a love song for Bobby Long, Ladder 49, Be Cool, Lonely Hearts, Wild Hogs, then he's in Hairspray, then he's in Bolt, then he's in The Taking of Pelham 123, and then he's in Old Dogs, which we saw, and we might need to rewatch for the pod with Robin no, Williams. No, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> And then that Old Dogs is 2009, and then From Paris with Love, 2010. And 2012 is the last thing that he does that is, uh, that's worth watching, uh, that is high profile, which is Savages. He's playing the big bad guy in Savages, directed by Oliver Stone. And then starting in 2013, that's when he starts to do the VOD shit. That's when mm-hmm. he starts to... And this is a, coming out in 2007. This is a year before... Marvel explodes on the scene, so people are gr- grasping at straws to try and find out what's going to make money. This made so much goddamn money. This made freaking two box office of two hundred and three point five million dollars at the box office for this remake, and it's still not a remake. No, sorry for this ad- musical adaptation. Sorry, I keep on fucking it up but with a 75 million dollar budget wow so it made it made its money and another hundred million on top of it and i mean i think john waters should have all the movies or all the money so i'm glad for that yeah that's that's what matt that's what i'm let me see what was the budget of the original and it it was number three on opening weekend behind i now pronounce you chuck and larry and harry potter and the order of the phoenix oh well yeah it's it's gonna it's going to do really well. It's, or, yeah. But uh, it got, it, this remake got good reviews. I don't Still know why. Still not a remake. Yeah, no. Why do I keep on shithead, Michael? Adaptation. Yeah, adaptation. But uh, when I think of bad, you know, adaptation, I keep on saying that. Anyway, but um, it just, it was a real disappointment. It's not worth your time. We watched this so you didn't have to. This is top-notch nonsense show about where we watch disturbing weird genre fucked up movies and this is this oh rachel oh yeah okay um so i I went to go look up the budget for the original and it was two million dollars opening weekend it made um Five hundred seventy-seven thousand, but the gross was um, six point seven million. So it made a few times its budget back eventually, which good for that. So yeah, this was a. It was a. They were both New Line Productions, and um, Robert Shea and also Rachel Talalay produced the original. So there's actually a lot of a uh, yeah Nightmare on Elm Street crossover with a uh, with Hairspray, which is fun. Fun. That's a fun fact for me. Yeah. That, fun fact just for me. That's no. Might be for other people too. Um, apparently, in between takes, John Travolta started singing "Summer Nights" on set. Makes sense. And, and since Michelle was also in Greece too. Yes. That's Stephanie Zanoni, the coolest chick in school. Again, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna do those. Those, those, those are great. But. Um, it wasn't until halfway through production that Michelle Pfeiffer realized her that her character she p- was playing was actually racist. Oh! 
she became worried about what people would think of her. What people would think. That's weird because in her opening, in her opening number, her opening song, which I remember very little of because these songs just weren't memorable for me. She makes a full-on anti-Semitic joke about someone who's auditioning for the show um, having too big a nose. Yeah, it's and it's just like, good lord, it's awful. It's just, it's like we get it. She's evil. Okay. I uh, Amanda Bynes' character Penny was seen constantly eating lollipops, and Bynes' father. <laughs> Was a is a dentist? Oh, well, you can get sugar free lollipops because remember Penny in the original she was um when they were at the hop she was sucking on an atomic fireball that she had in her mouth so she kept putting her hand in her mouth. Amanda Bynes ate forty lollipops a day. Oh my! I hope they were sugar free. She ate them all. (laughs) She had forty a day. They couldn't get a fa- they couldn't get a fake plastic lollipop, so it just looks like she's sucking on something. Yeah, I guess not. Or maybe she just wanted to suck on some lollipops. The it took John Travolta four hours to put on the thirty pound fat suit and five gel filled silicone face prosthetics. Wow, and he could still dance in it. Yeah, and yeah, it's it was really nice. Speaking speaking of, we got the the fun parts of these movies is we get to see. John Travolta and Christopher Walken actually dance. Yes, bit, together. Is, is that nice. I wish they would have done more of that. Because I'm like, if I don't see the two of them dance together, I'm going to be upset. And you know, I was still upset. But that yeah, was yeah, just... I was, I, I was still upset too. He, uh, Zac Efron chose to star in this film rather than go on tour with the High School Musical. Interesting. Cast. And he, you know. Uh, which I, I guess could have been better for him. He's now a bigger star than most of the high school musical people. Or yeah. Like on par with some of them are. I, anyway. But, um. Uh, Alright. Uh, what else I want to talk about real quick? I, I, I was kind of also disappointed that they didn't do a lot for it, Ricky Lake to do, which was. No, she was just a member in the audience near the end. Yeah. I. That was just a little bit of a cameo, and she looks bored and mad. This is the second time Michelle Pfeiffer has taken over a Debbie Harry role. Oh, what was the first one? She was going to be in Grease 2. Whoa! Did, did I just give you information you didn't I know? I didn't but... know that. Which, cause Michelle... <laughs> About one of your favorite movies? Yeah, because yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer really didn't sing, and one of the troubles with that particular movie was that they were, during shooting, they were still rewriting the script, or they were still, like, re- you know, primarily writing the script. And Michelle Pfeiffer isn't a singer, or at least wasn't at the time. I think this was one of her first, that was one of her first major roles. And they had to write the songs around her limited range, which she killed it. Yeah. Cool Rider's a great fucking song. You know, fight me. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I don't do that. (laughs) I don't fight women. Um, At least not physically. No. (laughs) Weird. Uh, no, and uh, it's just amazing to... Uh, I can imagine Debbie Harry in that. In oh, Grease totally. Tip. I don't know if it's a better movie. It's probably... I don't know how... I mean, yeah, she's sung all right. Michelle Pfeiffer has a decent voice, but I don't think it's on par with Debbie Harry. No. But, uh... Anyway, I... <laughs> 
this was such a letdown. We had such a great time with the original. Yeah. The people who are listening, please do not watch this. I mean, unless you really love fucking musical adaptation. But it just, it didn't even have any of the sharpness. It didn't have any, it was, like, they sucked all of the John Waters out of it. They sucked all of the interesting stuff out of that, it. I like, literally wrote, wrote that. They added musical numbers, but took out everything interesting. Yeah. And that's just, it's just a real fucking disappointment. Is there anything else you really want to say about this other than... Well, before we get to your notes, can we do my notes? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. And if you want to interject anything, please feel free. This is Notes Out of Context. Okay, I like John Waters' randomly flashing chicks. Added musical numbers, but (laughs) took out everything interesting. (laughs) But at least I get to look at James Marsden. Oh, Alice and Janie. Oh, she did call it race music, which they actually did at the time. Um, I guess they didn't want to say colored, even though it's period correct. Trying to flesh out characters too much too soon when they were used just enough in the real movie. Uh, everything is so forced in on the nose. Uh, the real movie never made them feel bad about being he- heavy, but here Edna is all self-conscious about it. Uh, in this audition scene, everybody is trying to make Tracy feel bad, but in the real movie, it's only Amber and everyone agrees she's an asshole. If this is 1962, using the word groovy, I think is an anachronism. This seems to be all telling, little showing. I guess that works on stage, but annoying in a movie. So Link is randomly a big shot at the school. Tracy doesn't pine for Link in the real movie. She just gets him and he likes her for her. Original Tracy never doubted herself. Did we not see Tracy get picked for the council when the audition seemed to go horribly? didn't. (laughs) Edna says she's finally regular. I don't like Edna having low self-esteem. Divine never did. So they're already selling Tracy merch, but we don't see her getting popular with the public like in the real movie. It seems like we are supposed to infer a lot of the story in favor of so many songs. If I hadn't seen the real movie first, I would be very confused as to what's going on. People are different. Their time is coming, says Tracy. John Waters can say that without actually having to say it. I like Ricky Lake telling Divine welcome to the 60s after she gets a makeover. Nikki telling that to Travolta while she's just sitting on the couch has so much less meaning and power. So they both go to detention together, Tracy and Link. Tracy never needed Link to save or help her in the real movie. In musicals, aren't the signs or aren't the songs supposed to serve the story and scenes instead of having the scenes take place for the sake of doing songs? They gave Tracy's I'm big blonde and I love that. I love that. They gave Tracy's I'm big blonde and beautiful line to Motormouth Maybell. Why? How does Amber know that they're at the record store and why does she tell Edna? So we miss Penny's mom being crazy at the record store. That's one of the best parts of the original movie. Oh god, a shitty fat Edna loves food bit. Oh, a shitty fat Edna loves food bit. That's how, that's how they get her to stay at the record store is they have a is they have a a spread of food like oh that's how you get a fat person to do what you want them to do it's just terrible um I don't know enough about any of these characters to be actually invested in them behind beyond the obvious racism integration plot so there's no Mr. Von Tussle or Tilted Acres but the whole live show at Tilted Acres was the whole reason for the riot and protest. Here it's just, oh, Negro Day was canceled, so let's march. Ew. 
We don't even see why Link likes Tracy and he's throwing over the whole integration thing to sing on the show. In the real movie, he cares about her and the cause more than himself and that's what makes him a likable character. Efron's just hot and sings and dances. Why is Velma... Why is Velma trying to seduce Tracy's dad? <laughs> to what end? Why would she care about Tracy's parents' relationship? What does she want? Uh, whoopee cushion bed fart jokes. Really? It's just been song after song and a little protesting. So Tracy's on the lam for protesting, I guess? I don't know what the problem is and what anyone's goal is anymore. Oh, right. I forgot about the pageant. Okay, so they cut the beatnik scene with the hair ironing. And the reform school scene where she irons her hair, but Tracy shows up to the pageant with straight hair with no explanation when they made such a thing about her big hair earlier in the movie. Okay. Uh, so Penny says she's now a checkerboard chick without the beatnik scene that explains that term. I'm finished. I'm finished with this movie forever. I feel weird that we have, have it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, you purchased it in physical media. <laughs> Okay, okay, here we go. Minor, minor short. Fuck Toyota! Sucked all the interesting, bad, awful on the nose. Talk, talk, dog. Really, wait. And body folk, really, really weighty and body focus. Really weighty and body focus? The stars make this worse. <laughs> <laughs> not work but worse i put worse i feel bad because they're doing such a good job i know we like so many people this. in this this fucking sucks Z yeah <laughs> and toast and tongs sucking on a lollipop haven't left in 11 years songs are catchy bullshit <laughs> like your putty house spray Squeezed into songs about integration. Oh, like horse, horseshoed, horse spray. Shoehorned? Shoehorned horse spray into songs about integration. Just bad, bad songs. Not bad songs, but a bit regular for me. Not sure. Obvious as fuck. Moral turpentines. Oh, I remember that. Moral turpentines. Would Amber know your mother shoot to eat? Fuck some more... Uh, Fuck so much obsession with weight. It's a sh it's a shame shame because I love scarvy of the. <laughs> I love savagery. No, I love severely of these veterinary actors. <laughs> yes, that made no sense. All this feels so shoehorned. I can't keep tea parking that <laughs> stunt. Casing a seduction scene between Chris and Michelle. The vaping goose hair. <laughs> Heat only boats for sure, 60 preachy. 60 preachy cross board the preachy. <laughs> Tracy being a great white hope. Pork punch, pork palm. The 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 fist of the the fist of fat Avi's act dad ass at the asshole black black white knight a well made cookie cutter horse shit I'm sorry I'm crying unneeded stuff. 
Well, that about says it all, I think. Next week, um, next week's show will be uh, a double feature of The Devil's Reign and Ninth Gate. So you'll be, you're gonna be in the treats. We're going. Uh, we're talking in the treats. I like that. You're gonna treat. be in the treats. In the treats. There we go. And then after that, campfire tales and campfire stories. Those are the two upcoming episodes. This has been top notch nonsense. I've been Michael, and I will have and always be Miranda. Contact us at. Top Notch Nonsense Pod at gmail.com.